Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with another guest host. We have Nick Jenkins from the Gamers Without Borders podcast. How are you doing, Nick? Hey, Doug. I'm doing really well, thanks. How about you? Can't complain. It's a nice holiday weekend, so really excited to just kick back and relax and do some extra podcasting. Yeah, it's always always good fun, always good fun. Definitely. Um, So, I guess our listeners haven't heard from you since our, like, Peggle extravaganza episode. <laughs> No, it's 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 been a while. I think it's been about six months because just as I logged into Skype, it was like you last called Doug six months ago. Wow, so. that's wild. That's a good way to keep track of it. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> let's hear about what kind of games you've been playing. In fact, I know for a fact that you have a Peggle update for us, which yeah. is insane. Well, in, in general, I've not been play- not had that much chance to play a huge amount of stuff because I'm right in the middle of my exams. Literally, as we're recording this coming week, I've got my last exams. Uh, so I've been playing a couple of things. Um, I've been playing a, a nice indie platformer that I was very lucky to get a free copy of called Shoe that's on the PS4. It's very stylized. It's all hand-drawn, very nice graphics. Nice. Reminds me a lot of um, the recent Rayman games where it's kind of like there's lots of stuff hidden in each level. So you kind of got, you got to go back and kind of find everything. Like There's a lot of replayability. I love that. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Like me personally, precision platforming is something I kind of do struggle with. So like... I'm sure it's a really great game, and I almost feel bad because obviously, like the developers have given me this stuff, and I'm almost like I'm really sorry. I'm not the best person to review and talk about this sort of game because it's not something I'm fantastic at. But I'm I've played the first few levels, I've played the first few hours of it. I know that there's some free DLC that's just come out that I haven't really had a chance to look at. So um, yeah, but the, uh, overall, I'm enjoying it, and hopefully, I'll be, I can I'll talk about that more when I next do a game of that borders. Hopefully. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of uh, F1 2016 because I'm a massive Formula One fan, and that's qu- that's just the game I play if I want to listen to podcasts and stuff. Because oh, I find that, that if I've had like a long day doing work and stuff, I don't particularly want to play a game that I've got to, like focus on the story. So I'll just plug a podcast in, like almost better than Silence, Uh-oh. and just play that. <laughs> yeah, cheeky plug. But no, what Doug is, <laughs> what Doug hinted at is, um, as is well known through the. Uh, kind of back and forth of our two shows. Me and him both play Peggle Blast. Yes. And after literally months, I can't remember how long I had it installed, I've actually finished it. There is a grand total of 208 levels. Oh my God. Which is a weird number. It really is, because I would think it'd be like an even on like 100. Yeah. I remember when I got to 100, I'm like, how many more are there? It's probably got a cap at 200. Nope, an extra eight. Yeah. Well, the, the, the really funny thing about it is I think I think for ages you and I were stuck on the same level. Yes. And you, and then you dropped out and you haven't played it since. I event, I eventually got past that, got on a really good, got on a really good run, had one, then got stuck again when I think at one point it wasn't spawning properly. Cause you know how each level is supposed to have two green special pegs in it. Yeah. This one, this one was only spawning one green peg. And the only way to complete the level, you needed the special move and you needed more than one. And it was like physically impossible. Oh god damn them! <laughs> and the the o- the only way I got about it is is keep doing like the lucky spin thing and getting an extra green peg power up. So I really kind of cheated the system, but but I didn't pay for anything. I did this entirely free. Yes, and that's commendable in all yeah. respect. That's fantastic. And then the funny thing is, kind of once I got past this that hurdle, I found I was really easily just blasting through levels. Like even the final level, I think I did on my second or third run. Like, it's it's a really enjoyable game, and I think a lot of people 
because of like Candy Crush and stuff, got really bored of the whole you have a limited number of turns and they recharge and stuff because it can get annoying. Yeah. But I personally quite like it because if, if I've got just to spare like 10 minutes, then I'll burn through my lives and I won't have that sense of, oh, just another go, just another go. Like it's quite a nice way of kind of limiting you and in, in how much you can do. Yeah, that's a way more mature way of looking at it. Unlike like yeah. someone like me who plays Rocket League in the same way that you like to uh, play uh, your F1 game. Like, yeah, I, it's I don't know. I can I I end up wasting whole nights because I'll be like, oh, just another game. If I especially am on like a losing streak, it's like I just want yeah. to end on a win. And then like seven games later, you're like, oh, I just lost like two whole ranks on, and you just feel terrible about your progress. Yeah. So. I don't know. It, I guess it is more or less they're doing mm. it so you don't waste so much time over yeah. and over again and getting frustrated. Yeah, or if or if you are someone that really wants to keep playing, it's just an obvious way to force you to pay Bye. money. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Which which I think I was actually really surprised that it was possible to finish the game without paying for anything because I really cynically because I've never really got very far in any of the sort of free to play games that function like this. Yeah, and I expected there would be a point where it was effectively impossible through level design to finish without paying. And I kept thinking at times that I'd hit that point. But in the end, I just kind of persevered through and did it. So I would definitely recommend the game to it. Obviously, like, there are ads and stuff, which you're always going to get, but I don't think they're horribly intrusive. We we kind of spoke about it the last time I was on ABTS, that, yeah, if you like Peggle, it's exactly the the games that are on the PC just on your phone. And I I think that's that's nice. It's, It's relaxing. It's the, it's the right level of challenging, I find. So yeah, definitely recommend it. Yeah, I do too. I have to get back to it. I'll see if I can pull it off, but it was quite frustrating a couple of those levels. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Preaching to the choir, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Any other games before I dive into something? Uh, no, not really. I'm just trying to think if I'm playing anything else mobile. Not really. I still touch in and out on the game Infinity Loop, which I think I also mentioned the last time I was on. I'm still on level 5,000 and something. Oh, wow. So, that is yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't have any social life. <laughs> hey, gaming's pretty awesome. And good luck on yeah. your exams. That sounds like that's Thank you very much. pretty busy. So, yeah. yeah I've yeah. been there. I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate, and it's not yeah. a fun time. So, yeah, just if, any, if anyone's wondering, there has been a bit of a weird thing. I've been cropping up on lots of people's podcasts as a guest, but <laughs> not, not really done an episode of my own. It's basically because guesting on a podcast is much less time-consuming than having to edit one yourself. Oh, absolutely. That makes perfect sense. And yeah, yeah if you do need a co-host for Gamers Without Borders, hit me up. We can always do oh, that. Oh, you, you would always be welcome, man. Definitely. Absolutely. And yeah, I love hearing Judge Greg on there frequently. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now, me, me and him get on really well, and our, our, our schedules line up, which is the, the best as well. That's awesome. Um... But yeah, what have you been playing? Yeah, luckily for me, uh, I mentioned to you um, off-air that it was my girlfriend and I's uh, fifth year anniversary, yeah. so that's pretty Big cool. congratulations. I mean, yeah, that's pretty wild. I mean, a lot of people like were surprised by that fact, myself included. Like, My grandma was like, five years already? Like, wow. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Um, so we're out enjoying a nice dinner and stuff, and then she ended up buying me a copy of the game Prey for PS4, because I remember oh, wow. not long ago, we had seen a trailer, and it just, like, both blew us away. Like, what the hell? Yeah, this game looks definitely. insane. And she was like, I literally... I got this for you because I want to watch you play it. That's how like cool it is. And yeah, so I dived into that a little bit last night and the hype is real and it is a really phenomenal game. But it was funny. So uh, it was 930 at night when she, she was like, let's just go get this. And I was like, okay. And GameStop's closed. We went to the nearby Walmart. They had tons of copies of it. But and it's funny, I actually worked at that Walmart when I was much younger and the guy I used to work with was still working there, and he's like, oh, that's kind of sad, but I'm like, uh, I don't know what to say to that. 
But he, I basically yeah. told him, I was like, yeah, I'm here for Prey. And he was like, oh, I'm not sure about this one. I was going to buy it, but I'm, I'm just like iffy. He's like, let me know what you think. And I was like, that made me kind of think like, oh gosh, is it going to suck? But no, my first initial reaction to playing the game, it was, it's just very incredible graphics. I love the setting. Um, you get to pick from either a male or female character right off the bat. Um, I guess I went with the female, so her name's Morgan Yu. I'm not sure what the male version is. Um, They're both called Morgan Yu. Oh, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, androgynous yeah. first name. Um, yeah. So that's cool. Uh, and then it's just it's really exciting to seeing like I, I was doing like this like basic tutorial, and then all of a sudden this dude's just like my coffee's empty, and then this like alien like jumps him and shit, yeah. and it's just like scares the shit out of you. And I, I'm loving, well, another thing is I was streaming it on our Twitch channel for a bit just to, like, see if anyone tuned in. And one of our old viewers, like, happened to be in the chat, and he was saying how he played through the game twice. And I had already, like, walked through this area. He's like, yeah, make sure you use the glue gun. Like, that's, like, one of the best weapons, and it's, like, early in the game. And I, like, apparently walked right past the thing. He's like, yeah. oh, of course, <laughs> Doug, you would be the person who'd, like, walk right past, like, the main obvious weapon. So I did go back and find it, thank God. Um, but mm. it's pretty cool fighting these like crazy, like shadow alien things that like whip around. They're like kind of like spider like and just very creepy. Um, in, in general. Oh, but my, the thing that I give it the most praise for is the opening credit scene. Like, I don't know how to describe it other than like badass or dope or just like one of those like yeah. over encompassing like cool words because it was just so neat. Like, how you just hop in this helicopter and they show you. The opening credits as you're like looking out the window and the music that goes with it i i recommend just like youtubing the intro just to witness that because i give them all all the credit in the world for providing a really neat opening to the game but it's also like it's like this cool vibe but then you're going into something super dark so it's kind of misleading <laughs> yeah um it's well it's actually funny funny you mentioned that you really enjoyed it because uh if you want what I'm now going to call a perspective from the other side of the pond, play that jingle, Doug. <laughs> there we go. I've, the thing I've heard mainly about Prey, I've not played it myself, is but I, I've heard it's been quite polarizing. People have either been quite positive about it or really quite negative about it. And I think a lot of that stuff is, do you know about what Bethesda does with reviews now? No. Where their policy basically is for all their games is that uh, I think the like embargo for their reviews is like a day before release. So like it annoys a lot of people that have to write reviews because they're like, the whole point of writing a review is to tell people whether you should buy something. And if they've come out right before like release, because everything has pre-order bonuses these days, if you pre-order the game, the reviews come out and they're all terrible, <laughs> you're going to then struggle to cancel the pre-order if the review only goes up a day before the game is released. Wow. Like it really, it really annoys a lot of people that Bethesda basically kind of, it cons you into assuming the game is going to be good by not releasing the reviews until basically the game's already out. Yeah, which that's is really kind of dumb, but... Yeah. yeah, I had no idea about that, and I feel like they have a handful of games that they put out that aren't that great, like certain like ones that like no one remembers, like Brink and Wet yes. and like, stuff like that. Like I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think they just get away kind of with their major franchises that a lot of people they've kind of done well enough that people give them the benefit of the doubt. 
Well, and the interesting thing is that our one viewer said was that a, a typical playthrough of this game is like 10 hours, but then if you do all the side quests and stuff, it's like 30 hours. So I'm thinking I'll probably fall somewhere between 10 and 30 and do a 20-hour playthrough, and then if I like the game enough, play through again and try to get more trophies or do more stuff that I didn't experience. So overall, I'm super thrilled that I got the game for the anniversary, and so far, so good. Like, it's very, it is fun. It is getting me with a couple of jump scares. I'm like, oh God, like playing with all the lights out and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I wouldn't play. I'm terrible with jumpy games. I, I usually am not, that's not my bag of chips typically, but I'm like, oh, I can, I can dig this. It reminds me of like Dead Space meets uh, Deus Ex. Yeah, a lot of like the, like, yeah. the, uh, the UI, so to speak, is very Deus Ex y. And I, I like, it's like, oh, I've played games like this all the time. And even like running around and sliding is kind of like Mirror's Edge. So it's like, okay, yeah. all of the games that I've just recently played, like I dived into Prey like no problem. So that's pretty mm. neat. Yeah, that's, that's cool. And this is a bit of a side tangent, which this podcast is known for. But Bryn, <laughs> if you're, li- if you're listening to this, I want you to, I want you to appreciate that all your cynicism of grinding dogs, Dog down and moaning about how you're always alone. Or someone stuck, <laughs> someone has stuck by Doug for five years. So clearly, Bren, the problem is you and not oh, humanity. There we go. Oh, what Love a you. Thank you for putting that in perspective, Nick. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Bren's going to kill me, but it's fine. Oh, uh, who, yeah, I think he just ran at you on Twitter. We'll see. It's um, fine. There is another game, though, that I haven't played, but it's like on my radar, and I think it came out this year. Uh, it's called Old Man's Journey. Um, but it's, I think it's a mobile game. I'm not 100% sure, but it looks really interesting. The like tag is a soul searching puzzle adventure about life, loss, and hope. And you, it's very stylized, almost to the point where like I can imagine this being like a short film, like at like a Sundance Film Festival. Like the, mm. the artwork is unbelievably unique and it's, I imagine the game itself is probably less than like three hours, so it's probably a very short yes. experience, but mm. it looks super, like, I don't know, something that everyone should experience if you get the chance, so I'm looking forward yeah. to playing it eventually. I, yeah, I'm just watching it now, and yeah, it looks really nice, really nice kind of hand-drawn art style. Yeah, and the, the environments are so vast and different, like, it's really quite something yeah. to behold. And it's, it's, it's interesting you say about kind of the rise of these experience kind of games, but like... I, I, I'm more and more kind of like getting drawn to those because I find like as I get older and I get much more busy, I don't have like 50 hours to put into a big RPG. Isn't so that the could, truth? <laughs> so if, 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 so if that's like a five, 10 hour game that I can just sit and play in a couple of sittings, that's the sort of thing I love. I think that's one of the reasons why I loved like Life, Life is Strange so much that I was just like, it was just a very self-contained thing. I wasn't constantly going back and being like, oh, I've got to do side quests and da-da-da-da-da. Exactly. So, oh, that's exactly the title that came to my mind, too. Life is Strange is a game that kind of really changed the game for me. Well, then again, I also yeah. really enjoyed, uh, like, what, Heavy Rain and those style of games, too. So, yeah. like, anything like that, I'm really kind of gravitating towards. Super excited that they're going to yeah. have, like, a season two, so to speak, of Life yes. is Strange. Yes. Um, that's going to be incredible. I'm what are your thoughts as since we're both diehard fans of that like do yeah. you want it to involve max and chloe or well it, it, uh, no spoilers but well, yeah we I, had the yeah I, I think we, yeah we, we both know what we're what you're getting at and exactly. I, yeah because i we t- i touched on this recently as well on one track gamers but i'll say it again here just because there's not always crossover i don't want them to touch those characters at all me neither because that 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 is so self-contained that I think anything they do to ruin it, like, to be honest, I would take a game whereby, like, they could even reuse the time travel mechanic, just put it in a different setting, put it in a different group of people. That's exactly tell- what I want. 
Like, I would settle for that. Like, I have enough faith in those developers that I don't mind if you give me the same again, because that is one of the best games I've ever played. It's a game that will stay with me for my entire, for my entire life. Like, the funny thing is, as much as I love, say, the likes of Uncharted 4 as a game, that's not really going to resonate with me forever. Whereas Life is Strange was really properly an experience. It's, it's the first time I've, I've, I've properly cried at a game. Yeah. And just had points of being like, no, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to see where this goes. Uh, no, I know. I definitely cried too. Like, it's crazy when games are that impactful and like amazing. And yeah, so for instance, like I really enjoyed a longer game like Horizon Zero Dawn that was like 60, 70 hours of my yeah. life. But like, it's, and it, no, the story was very, very good, but it didn't like impact me the same way. No. Something as short as that, like little like bundled up experience can. So I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Did, did, play, I don't know about you, but Horizon really, really kind of caught me out at times because obviously Ash, Ashley Birch, the main voice actress uh, in Horizon Zero Dawn, is also the voice of Chloe in Life is Strange. That's right. And it, I, it took me ages to kind of be like, no, this isn't Chloe, different character, move on. Oh man, I guess it didn't really click in my head until you just pointed that out now. Wow. Yeah. But no, but no, just a short thing about saying about obviously like shifting away from big long games. It was quite funny. I was thinking recently, oh, there are no really kind of big games that are jumping to mind for this year that I'm desperate to want. Like the most recent game that I was really hyped for was Horizon Zero Dawn. And then just by chance, a trailer was announced for Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm so happy because I had, the, I had the first one of that game and I love it because even though I'm far too old for them, I love the Lego games because you can just pick up and play them and each level only takes like 10 minutes. Like, it's the perfect thing. Oh, no, I, d- I love Lego games too. It's really funny how you could just take any franchise and be like, let's just do it with Legos and it will sell and it'll be great. And some people argue that it's better because like, I don't yeah. know, I like... Like the Harry Potter Lego games, there's like a whole bunch of those, and I bet those are, like, I did get around to playing those when I did the, I forget if it's PS Now or some kind of subscription where you get, like, the stream full games, and I did the Lego Harry Potter games, and they're fun, just collecting stuff, doing little wizard stuff. (laughs) Mm. And, yeah, without getting too nerdy, the quite nice thing with the Marvel ones is because Lego, as a company, own all the licenses, you get all the crossover that you don't get in the films. Oh, so you get like all of Marvel, all of DC, ever? No, sorry, not DC. All of Marvel. So like, you get the X Men, and you get all the stuff that Marvel films doesn't have the rights to. Yeah. So like, I think I, I think I commented on an episode of Hero Talk I did, which I will plug at the end. That that game actually helped my wider Marvel knowledge so much. That's so cool. Yeah. So definitely recommend that game if you haven't picked it up. And yeah, I'm excited for the second one. I think it's out in November. So yeah. On a kind of similar note, I wanted to bring this up and kind of forgot, but like, so when I was considering getting Prey, it was like, oh, well, do I just get it digitally off the PSN store? I'm like, oh God, that download, it's like 40 some gigs or something like, so I'm like, that's going to take like a whole day until I'll even be able to play it. So that's why we went out and got the physical one. And I always figure if I beat it and like, don't intend on playing it, I could always have some trade in value on like the digital, but just keeping this in perspective though. So it's like, okay, the digital downloads 40 gigs. Then I get the physical one and I bring it home and uh, like, so I'm thinking to myself, I only have 50 gigs left on my PlayStation. So like, I don't really want to like clog it up with one more game and then have like nothing left. So I'm like, okay, I'll get the physical one. And then when I'm installing that with the disc, it's like 20 minutes or so to get that installed. It said it was only 12 gigs. So I'm like, what the heck? And then, oh, oh wait, actually first what happened was when I first plugged the disc in, 
it was kind of glitching out and saying like you don't have enough space on your playstation i'm like what i have like 50 plus gigs the dig- the download yeah. was 40 and then i just eventually restarted the playstation and it took and then yeah it said for the install it was 12 gigs so i'm like what is going on here is like none of it was consistent or made sense to me so I don't know if any listener can make sense of that tweet at me because I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. It's funny actually. I've heard a few people say that I don't know how the PlayStation works, but yeah, they'll be in that situation where on paper they have more than enough space for whatever they're trying to install, but the PS4 just says no, you don't. Yeah, exactly. So it was kind of interesting running into that, and I was very grateful that the restart solved my problems because at first, like, it seemed like. I just brought this brand new game and it's not going to work for me. <laughs> so yeah. that was a little scary, but no, it all worked out. Yeah. The funny, yeah. Cause the funny thing is like, I predominantly will, will buy physically just because like, I kind of think like that it's a bit more safe in the kind of the sense that if something goes wrong with your PS4 and you have to replace it, I think, I know your purchases are tied to your account, but there's still part of my brain that goes, well, if I've got the disc, that's fine. And the only way you can break a disc is by like physically snapping it. Yeah. But then, but then, because I've got a couple of digital downloads, like I've got a Hitman and things, I do quite like having uh, a disc in my PS4, but then still being able to switch between a couple of other games. Exactly. No, I'm with you there. I I have a large variety of both, really, and it's it's nice being able to not have to have a disc to just be like swap to this game. Yeah, and the really funny thing I've I've, I've been using my PS4 a lot recently to watch YouTube, oh, which, nice. I know, which I know sounds really weird. It's just, it's just the way kind of my like computer and my kind of TV and stuff are all set up. If I want to use my big screen, it's instead of fiddling about with HDMI, it's just easier to use my PS4. And I realized that the YouTube app for PS4 is actually really nice. It's well laid out and it's not too difficult to navigate. And so yeah, I've been using my PS4 as a YouTube machine recently, which is quite nice. Nice. That works. Yeah. And I, I use it for Netflix heavily. I was watching lots yeah. of Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> ah. That stuff's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Neil deGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson's always, always fun. Yeah. Got that soothing voice before bed and I get to learn something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're derailing. Let's see. Is there, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any other kind of like, uh, news that I want to bring up. I might steal a show topic from Bren that he posted. So he can be mad at me for that. Um, he just mentioned that basically for any podcasters out there, like I'm sure there's a handful of our listeners that actually are, there's going to be a new Indiegogo for this device called the Podcaster Pro, and it's supported or created by Adam Curry, and he's like some renowned podcaster. Uh, and the, the short of it is if you have like professional grade like microphones or want professional grade microphones with XLR output you can't really like hook that up to your computer in like a very easy way for like podcasting and he's creating like this device that basically will convert the signals and everything you plug your xlr into this box got some knobs on it and stuff and then you can hook it up to your computer and then you have the professional audio equipment to record your show and i know when they first posted it like the guys were asking me what i thought of it and i'm thinking to myself we're kind of a unique situation here at almost better than silence where like we're all tuning in remotely like we got guys in la we got pennsylvania we got you in the uk so like yeah exactly we don't really have the problem of like there's a handful of people sitting around a table all with microphones in that situation i would yeah i would honestly need some kind of uh, mixer and be able to have a one thing to channel all the audio through yeah but in our situation we just use usb microphones and there's yeah. there's snobs out there that say like that's not as good quality, but honestly, I've yet to get a complaint about audio quality on our show. 
Yeah, and it's it's the the really funny thing is that like I like I was obviously doing I was doing GW when we first started. And I was just using like a, a headset and mic, and then when I did when I was like happy with what we were doing, I was like, right, I'm going to invest in a decent mic. It was still just a USB one, but I did my research, and it was almost instantaneous. Like I felt so much better about kind of what I was putting out and what I was making, just because it sounded so much more professional. Absolutely, and I just and I just think yeah, if if, if you put that effort in. Then, um, then yeah, it, you definitely, you definitely see it. Like the f- funny thing is, I was, ch- I was chatting to a few people. I did, I did a game that was up as a while back where I was, um, I was working with a couple of people that, uh, had, have been doing podcasting much long, much, much longer than me. And they tended to record, uh, through Skype. And just by chance, I was using Discord. So I kind of begrudgingly got them to agree to use Discord. And when we finished recording, they were both like, Oh my God, why are we not using Discord? It handles voice chat so much better than Skype. Yep. And it is it, it is just kind of quite interesting that yeah that like no matter how long you do you're doing stuff like this occasionally you you might not realize that there is stuff out there that will make that can make a hell of a lot of difference to the product you you put out there. Oh, absolutely, and I don't know even just over the course of like what we've been doing this two going on three years now for almost better than silence. We started with what was it CAD micro uh, CAD condenser mics what that were USB mics the U fifty seven and. They were pretty good. I, I basically I felt like that was a great starter mic. I ended yeah. up moving up to this blue snowball, and I, that thing's like incredible. I really highly recommend that, and that's also good for like capturing like audio and stuff. If you like, there's a couple switches on the back that you can like change, like take in a whole room if you're like trying to capture live performances and stuff. Yeah. And then this one that I got my eye on, it actually came out just this year, and I'm like almost gonna like bite the bullet on it. It's like 200 bucks, but it's the blue raspberry. It's this cardioid condenser microphone, and it's very slick. It's got this sweet little built-in stand. It looks super, like, perfect for podcasting. So I don't know if anyone's got, like, that kind of budget and you're looking for a good mic, check that out. But then the whole reason I bring this up is bringing it back to the Podcaster Pro, this box that this Adam Curry guy is doing. I personally, for what we're doing, have no need for that. But I'm sure there's a huge audience for it, and I bet it it could reach its goal. But its goal is... uh, half a million dollars so they're they're yeah that's a long it's got a month to go so people if you're trying to support that uh we'll put a link in the show notes yeah like i i i i definitely like you say that that definitely has a market of like the sort of podcast where it's everyone in one room and they have like a proper mixing desk to, to say like i don't want to say the words professional well I, effectively professional podcast yeah. that's not that, that's not to put anything against people like us or any yeah. of our friends but I mean, we're not sitting in a proper recording studio with soundproofing and proper professional equipment worth thousands of dollars. We are still hobbyist. Yeah, we're ho- we're hobbyists. Exactly. So I I think this has a market for like professionals. So like I can imagine, say, the IGN podcast would find use for a device like this. Oh, like you totally. Said, for, for people like us, especially when we're kind of kind of we're not we're not in the same room. We're we're tele we're teleconferencing basically. Like I, yeah, there's only so much. Pretty much, so yes. Much it would be. I would hope someday to be able to have it, like, so that we could all be in the same room and do stuff like that. But it, for now, it's not really realistic. Yeah. And this way, we are able to accomplish and put out similar, like, quality yeah. content. So, yeah, uh, not really game related, but thought I'd no, no, throw no, no, it out there. It's, 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 it's still good to talk about. <laughs> yeah, and let's hear from Mark for our podcast update. I'm just kidding; he's not here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing lots and lots on Pinecast, and uh, we're going to develop a new thing where all your voices will come out far more British every time you upload something. There we it's go. called Pinecast UK. Use the coupon code 
We we won the war of independence. Excellent. Oh my god, that's fantastic. I'm 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 sorry, Mark. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna get the IRS is gonna track me down. There we go. And I was gonna make a cloud computing joke, but it's kind of that'll take me down another tangent. Um, just over Do like it. the Do past anyway. weekend, there was a horse race. I don't really follow horse racing, really, but I was hanging out with my girlfriend's family because she had some out of town family visiting, and they're all about the horse races. And there was ten horses competing. And all of a sudden, they mentioned the one horse's name is Cloud Computing. So the whole group of the family is just like, oh, that's Doug's horse if, the, if we're going to end up betting. Oh. I'm like, okay, that works for me because I'm a programmer. Yeah. And so that was the joke. And there was like two favorites, uh, Always Dreaming and Classic Empire. And my girlfriend's brother chose Classic Empire. And dude, it was crazy. So when the race starts, like we actually did bet $10 a person. And the races, it's the the favorites, neck and neck, the entire way, like always dreaming in Classic Empire, like nose and nose. And then final seconds, Cloud Computing comes out of the rear and just takes it by like inches. And it was unbelievable. And then I walked away with like 50 plus bucks and I had no idea that that was going to happen. So Cloud Computing for the win made me think of Mark. Sorry. Let's- yeah, that gives, that gives a whole new meaning to the phrase, the power of Cloud Computing. Yes, exactly. This horse. Um, but would you be interested in playing a game of game or no game? Oh, of course. Excellent. Let's do just that. Alright, so we're playing Game or No Game, uh, pretty self-explanatory game, I always say that. Uh, let's see here, what do you think of a game called Haunted Badminton? Ooh. (sighs) (laughs) You see, that feels kind of like you were just sitting and you just put two words together. Like, I'm imagining you sitting wherever, wherever you're sitting, in your office or whatever, looking around, seeing like a badminton... Seeing someone playing badminton, they're just seeing a ghost. So I'm going to say not a game. Oh, it's it's not a game, but I don't have any yeah. badminton posters in my room, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not, Doug? That's I, what all the cool kids have. Right. Um, let's see what you think of Adventures of Darwin. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm imagining that's maybe going to be like some spore-style game whereby you kind of go along and you evolve. So I think, yeah, I could see like maybe a platformer where you evolve and get in new abilities. It's a game. So, I do not yes. know what style of game. I just know for a fact that is real. So you're on a roll. Oh, good stuff. Let's see. Um, Do you think there's a game called Postal 2? Yes, because I've heard of it. Oh, God damn it. And yeah, apparently yeah. I have like a note here. It's like you get to meet Gary Coleman and use cats as gun silencers. So yeah, what? it's yeah, it's a really, it's a really, really, really controversial game. It's one of those ones that just got banned in a load of countries. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't like, yeah, to you, promote like, this. <laughs> yeah, like you, li- you, I think I've seen screenshots. You literally put like a cat on the front of your gun, uh, like arse first. Oh, God. As, as you fight. Yeah. And stuff like that. I think like. Oh, uh, yeah, you can do all sorts of weird stuff. I just know it because it's very controversial. What about Super Mario Snowboard? Oh, there are so many bad Mario ROM hacks and stuff. And Mar- and there are a lot of official games where Mario's done a lot of stuff. 
but I'm going to say not a game. It is not, and I'm glad you came to that conclusion, because, yeah, I made that up. But even just in my, like, Googling to make sure it's not a game, someone had some terrible Flash game. It was like Mario ice skating, and you're like, it's like 2D, and you're on a snowboard. I'm like, it's not even ice skating, so whatever. (laughs) Um, Let's see. What do you think of Super Granny? Ah, See, that again feels like it'll be some terrible Flash game. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say that's a game. It is that, and I yes. think it's on Steam. So I, I think it's a whole series. That's terrible if that's the case. Um, you're, dude, you're on fire. By the way, you're one of the best yep. at this game so far. Um, uh, what do you think of a game called Walk It Out? See, my my brain's jumping. That could be some kind of like co-op style game, but I think it's just so generic. I'm going to say not a game. It's a game, and it's for oh! me. So, what's up with that? <laughs> I can't even imagine what the gameplay is like. That sounds oh, God. Terrible. Yeah, there was so much shovelware for the Wii. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I got a handful more here. Let's do Imagine Babysitters. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. Oh, God. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, there's, there were loads of Imagine games. I think they were for the Wii or the DS, I believe. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's more shuffleware for the Wii. How about American Pool 2? Oh, again, that's the problem. It's so generic, but it could be. I'm going to say game. It is. Oh, I yes. think it was PlayStation 1. I could be wrong on that, but some for some reason that clicks in my head is PlayStation 1. Yeah. I can imagine a game like that, just because it's got such a generic title, doing something really dumb, like every time you pot a ball... It plays like a terrible MIDI rendition of the U.S. national anthem or something. Hell yeah! <laughs> Proud to be an American. Um, <laughs> Just eagles everywhere. Hell yeah! And beer. Uh, do you think that this? Speaking of generic titles, this I'm not sure what you're going to think of this. Secret of the Magic Crystals. <sighs> See, purely because you said I don't know what you're going to think of this, makes me think you made it up. So I'm going to say not a game. <laughs> but the best thing is, it's a game. Oh, no. Thing, speaking of, it kind of ties with my horse race story. It's a horse game, and actually, Bren has it. I think Bastet Claus gave him this game, and it was the one, he even streamed it on Twitch for a little, and I just happened to tune in that day. And it was the worst game I've ever seen. You just, like, pet and groom your horse. It's either, like, a unicorn, a pegasus, or a demon steed. I forget what he had. I think he had pegasus, but I was like in the chat like screaming for the demon steed but i don't know it was just a terrible game where you just jump stuff it looked absolutely terrible secret yeah. of the magic crystals yeah Rem- remember listeners we have to stop the tide of bastard claws the un they agreed to those <laughs> accords everyone has a shoot to kill order on bastard claws you see him you take him down yeah i i approve of this message uh <laughs> i like how i'm just pissing off the rest of the uh almost better inside of the team yeah well as they're not here yeah that works uh yeah, I'm just trying to think. Who have I missed? <laughs> Here's one that, yeah, I'm, I always think, what are you going to think of any of these? Because some of them are real, some of them aren't. Ship Simulator Extremes. Again, there's so many bad simulator games. Probably, yeah, that's a game. It is, and I saw someone, yeah. like, the tag for it was like, this one got mixed reviews. I guess it didn't float everyone's boat. Oh, um, <laughs> So many puns. Yeah, we just lost a few listeners. Um, all right, so just a couple more. Do you think Deadly Premonition is a game? Yes, I've heard of that. I couldn't tell you anything that's about it. But Me neither, but it. isn't that the worst title? I feel like it's so generic that I'm like, I would have guessed what? no, but no, that's real. 
Why do I know about that? I think it's PS4. I think it's like recent in headlines and stuff. So that's a a real one. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's do two more. Um. What do you think of jazz punk? I'm gonna say not a game again because that just sounds like you've put two words together. Ah, uh, it's a game. Uh, oh. Surprisingly. Oh, and speaking of two words together, that I'm just curious to get your feedback on. What do you think of Everspace? <laughs> what would that even be? It's so. It's just so bland. I don't. I. Not a game. It's a game. So jazz punk oh. and Everspace. Uh, it sounds like something I would have made up for both of them. And yeah, apparently, yeah. apparently Everspace is like decent space game i don't know i'm gonna have to look into that one and jazz punk i know nothing about but it sounds badass i think you could i think you could combine the two into jazz punk everspace oh, hell as, yeah. a, as a prequel to Huntmaster 7 oh there we go i love that and take that off on your bingo card if it's on it nice and our final one that is usually bullshit what do you think of michael jackson's nazi odyssey oh my god <laughs> See, when you start with Michael Jackson, I was also going to say game, because there was a Michael Jackson game for DS. No, they can't have... Ah, oh, but there are some terrible people out there. I'm going to say that's a game. <laughs> it's a no. It showed up in my uh, random generator, and I was like, ah, I'm uh, glad that is not a game. <laughs> do you want to know my, the one bit of Michael Jackson video game trivia that I know? Oh, please. There, okay, so there was a Michael Jackson uh, uh, music game for the DS... But if you had got a pirated version of the game and it detected it, it would replace all the music in that game with uh, versions played by Vuvuzelas, which were those plastic horns from the World Cup a few years back. So it sounds horrendous. Oh my god, that is insane. That is really cool. That's a funny way to troll people that pirate games. Exactly. (laughs) Excellent. Well, and that's how we play Game or No Game. Alright guys, that was a fun episode. Uh yeah. once again I can't thank you enough for joining us, uh Nick. Uh let's do no, some no pl- let's do some plugs and hear about where you've been. I know you could do some epi- uh, like plugs on different podcasts you've been on yep. and stuff like that. Yep, okay. So um first of all, if you wanna catch my podcast, which is about games, films and kind of just random stuff, uh that is the Gamers Without Borders podcast. You can find us on Twitter at GWBpod. You can email us at gwbpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at another GMG blog. I also do games writing and writing on a few other topics as well. You can find my games writing at nickpjenkins25.wordpress.com. Uh, and if you keep keep following on there as well, you'll find links to my other writing stuff as well. Uh, like I was saying, I've also, in the last couple of weeks, been on a few other podcasts. I guested on the most recent episode of the One Track Gamers podcast. That's a great podcast, and if you haven't already listened to it, it was, it was so a cra- good, oh a crazy, God. crazy episode. <laughs> I loved it. I all through the re- okay. This is a peek behind the curtain. All through the recording, I was expecting a lot of that stuff to be edited out. I know. Then about then about an hour then about an hour after we finished recording, I saw like John's tweet that he put the episode out. I was like, "How have what have you done?" Yeah, yeah I remember you so, commenting yeah. on how fast he did uh, it. And he was like, "Yeah, I didn't really edit it." Ah. <laughs> uh, it's such a car crash. But yeah, so yeah, that's great fun. Uh, and I also got to, yeah, 
go on my good friend Judge Greg's podcast, Hero Talk. Uh, we discuss the film Doctor Strange and all things Marvel, so I'd recommend that as well. You can find all his stuff over at enthusiax.com. Excellent. That's awesome. And yeah, listener, if you like our show, please give us a like or follow on Facebook and Twitter. Handles ABT Silence. I mentioned our Twitch stream. It's uh, over at twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. Uh, kind of doing it randomly every now and then. So like on weekends, typically Tuesdays and Thursdays, though, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, if you want to pop in. Going to be playing Prey and stuff now, so that or Rocket League or Ukulele, so quite a variety on my end. But then also, I think Bren was doing some stuff, so always good to stop in and see you guys there. But um, and yeah, tell some friends if you know anyone who'd maybe be interested in listening to our show, and we will be back next week. Thanks again, Nick. See ya. See ya.